We know plenty about the battles at the top of the Miami Dolphins death chart in 2023, but what about the position battles for those battling to make the roster in 2023? Three position battles that I will have my eyes on at training camp here on Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting with Joe Marino. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Shout out to our everydayers because it is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. We don't just say it, we live it. And uh, you're, you're going to have a lot of additional coverage uh, this weekend, as a Dolphins fan, I'll be in Miami Gardens for Miami Dolphins training camp practices starting tomorrow. So tomorrow's show, we will run a little late. It's going to come after practice, uh, but I did want to give the opportunity for me to give you my impressions for that practice. Public practices start on Saturday. So uh, look forward to seeing some of you guys down in uh, South Florida, but uh, we here are going to outline one of the big storylines that I am mindful of. And it's not the players at the top of the depth chart. We know we're trying to figure out who's going to start at left guard and potentially at right tackle, though we expect that to be Austin Jackson. We know that you're going to have Cam Smith and Cater Kohu kind of battling it out with Nick Needham, obviously, on the PUP coming back from an Achilles injury. We know those storylines. But we also know if you were to pick the Dolphins' 53-man roster projection as things currently stand, those guys are on the cut. What about the guys that aren't on the cut? What, what about the guys who might end up rolling around to week one and not being on the Dolphins team, potentially being on the practice squad, potentially being claimed by another team in waivers? This is the kind of caliber of roster that the Dolphins are going to cut players that are going to end up getting claimed by other teams and probably playing some significant levels of snaps at some point along the way. This is a much more robust and deep roster than the Dolphins have sported in quite some time. So that for me is where it gets kind of interesting to talk about not the position battles that you take for granted, uh, but the position battles that aren't the surface level, if you will. And the first one is safety four and or five. Because uh, the Dolphins, I think, have a number of guys that five guys that have a legitimate argument, six guys, if we're being honest, if you're including Trill Williams, and it sounds like the Dolphins are going to be including Trill Williams in that discussion. So six guys for potentially four spots at best five spots. And then that probably puts, um, you might start with Nick Needham coming off the Achilles on the PUP to start the year. So that kind of buys you a stash for the first month of the season or so, but even still, I mean, you're, we've talked about how you, you're boasting probably nine NFL roster caliber corners. If you take five safeties, you're probably only going to keep five corners. You could keep a six with Needham if he doesn't start the year on the active roster. You got math problems here, right? So I think about safety four and five, and we're assuming that the top three are going to be Javon Holland and Brandon Jones coming back off of an injury and then the free agent signing of Deshaun Elliott on a one-year deal who played meaningful snaps for Detroit last year. Beyond that, you have 2022 UDFA Verone McKinley, 
who I think certainly um, made an impression with the fact that he was able to get on the field and play snaps for the Dolphins at, at free safety down the stretch last year. You have Trill Williams coming back off of the injury, and then you have Elijah Campbell, who I think has the best special, che- special teams chops of any of these three guys. You kind of have to play this math game within your own head, and I'm fascinated to see, A, do you keep four or five safeties? B, if you keep four, who would you try to strategize to get on the practice squad that you think would pass through waivers? And C, do you keep five and then create the math problem somewhere else? So as we get ready to start seeing these guys get meaningful reps, I think each player has their own individual um, item to prove, if you will. Uh, Trill Williams, it's coming back off of the season-ending injury last season. How dynamic do you look? How much of your athleticism do you retain? If he looks good, I think from just... A raw skill set perspective, he might have a leg up on just being the best combination of athlete and tools of any of the guys. Then you have Roe McKinley, who I'm really interested to see what level of versatility he can showcase in year two after kind of getting his feet underneath him as an undrafted rookie, ending up being on the Dolphins team, playing some meaningful snaps down the stretch. Like, what else can you add to your menu? is my question as it pertains to Verone McKinley. And then for Elijah Campbell, always kind of been at best a dime player. You know, I think that the vision for him is uh, expanding beyond special teams. So where I think Verone McKinley isn't as good of a special teams player, doesn't project as as good of a special teams player as Elijah Campbell does, he does have a more defined definitive role on the defensive side of the football. So when you're trying to place Elijah Campbell in this discussion, you probably have to expand and look at the special teams candidates and ask how many players do we have that could potentially fill these kick coverage roles that would alleviate the urgency of Elijah Campbell having to be on the active roster. Don't ask me for a prediction. I've got no clue. It's way too early, right? But I'll get a chance to see the next about week's worth of practices and be able to make some judgments. And then obviously the Dolphins have three preseason games and hopefully all these guys stay healthy and we see as much of them as possible. And it kind of gives you some clarity. But this is a, a position group where I think, and it hasn't been talked about as much, especially with Trilliams, you know, potentially getting cross-trained at safety. I would, if you told me that Elijah Campbell got cut and got claimed by somebody else, I wouldn't be surprised. Again, special teams prowess as a fourth safety is really good. But then there's kind of the upside of Trill Williams for his athleticism, and there's the upside of Verone McKinley with his inexperience coming into the league and then playing snaps And if you want to try to build off that. I don't envy Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel and Vic Fangio for this decision. But if you told me any of the three got cut and then claimed by somebody else where you wouldn't pass them through, I wouldn't be surprised. So I think that's what makes it such a fascinating group for me, where I think there's some other position groups where you'll look through and you'll say, yeah, probably not going to make the 53. Going to love to see him on the practice squad. I don't think that's going to be the case with the safeties. Now, we have to talk about wide receiver six, slash I'm going to throw some tight end conversation in there just to kind of steal a bonus conversation because I can. 
And then we're going to talk about the offensive line as well. And those bottom of the forecasted players who are going to be battling them, battling it out amongst themselves in a really, really fascinating kind of subplot to training camp as we get ready to kick things off. Dolphins obviously having their first practice yesterday. So that's next here on Locked on Dolphins. Our partners at eBay Motors have partnered with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each and every week all season long. So whether you're prepping for a draft like we are right now, maybe you're in a dynasty league and you got to scour through the waiver wire, we have all of the players that are guaranteed fits to help you bring the championship home this season. So with draft prep underway the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Say you're looking at a quarterback. My personal preference for fantasy quarterbacks, get those guys that get you those bonus yards, those hidden yards on the ground. When the top quarterbacks are off the board in fantasy football, there's another line of luxury passers and runners who are guaranteed to fit your starting lineups each and every week. One of them is the Bears' Justin Fields, who started rolling out of the garage last season and is bound to jump into the fast lane this season courtesy of some personnel moves to really upgrade what is around him and another year in Matt Eberflus's system. I, I think they did a really nice job kind of scheming some stuff up as that season went on. Uh, on top of his huge rushing total, Fields can deliver improved stats with the addition of DJ Moore as the featured receiver in the passing game. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is all about each player being a perfect fit, and the same goes for your vehicle. With eBay's guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternator shocks, and struts. You name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay's guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little TLC because now you know you'll be set up for success from the get-go with eBay's guaranteed fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, at the right price. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit available only to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. So let's go over to the offensive side of the ball. We talked about DBs and the waterfall effect that's going to come to corners. How about the pass catchers? Who's going to be wide receiver six? Is there going to be a wide receiver six? I mean, you generally perceive Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill, Braxton Berrios, Cedric Wilson, and Robbie Chosen are in some order going to be the first five receivers. Is that all you carry? Do you carry six? The Dolphins carried six at stretches last season between Eric Ezukanma, fourth round draft selection coming into year two. You'd like to think he can make the active roster. River Craycraft. Um, maybe a practice squad candidate. He's obviously been with the team for, or been in the system for an extended period of time, going back to his time in San Francisco, Braylon Sanders. And then you get into the tight ends where you have a whole other math problem, just like you do with corners. So here's what I'll say about Craycraft versus Ezekama, because I think that's really what this bear boils itself down to. Unless you get a Hail Mary connection on Cedric Wilson, which I don't think you're going to see. The depth of Cedric Wilson and the proven ability of Cedric Wilson is an asset. 
you have to ask yourself, what don't you have, what don't you have in your wide receiver room? And is that presence in the tight end room to compensate enough for you to feel comfortable going small again at wide receiver? Tyreek, not a big guy. Jalen, not a big guy. Braxton Berrios, not a big guy. Cedric Wilson's an average-sized NFL wide receiver. And then you have Robbie Chosen, who has size in the form of length, but not necessarily in the form of density. Ezukama is probably the most ideal big-bodied fit to fill some of that Trent Shurfield stuff. If you let River Craycraft go, get him on the practice squad. I think that's an ideal scenario for Miami where he can serve as kind of a contingency uh, to Braxton Berrios and the conglomerate of, of Hill and Waddle. Uh, I'm not saying he would step in and be as effective of any of those three players, but Braxton Berrios looms and, and got a significant investment as a, a player who they probably feel is an upgrade over River Craycraft. So now you get into second year player in the fourth round and please let's not have the conversation about how it's a busted pick in the fourth round it's a day three selection at wide receiver Tyreek Hill was always going to come here Jalen Waddle was always a necessary add I like the additions of Barrios for a totally different skill set but then you get the tight end and you of course have Durham Smythe who the team has given a new contract what in consecutive off seasons uh, Eric Sobert's on a one-year deal. Tyler Croft's here on a one-year deal. Not a guarantee to make the roster. And you have the the group of pass catcher types and Tanner Connor and Elijah Higgins, who was a sixth-round draft pick, and Julian Hill as a UDFA. Uh, Tony Pauline's been a longtime draft Nike for Sports Key that did a story about how the some some folks in the Dolphins building really, really like Julian Hill. I think he might end up being a steal. So it'll be fascinating to see Tanner Connor, who's on the PUP, and Julian Hill. Like, are you guys going to fight for tight end four? If they keep two out of the three of Smythe, which they keep Saubert and Croft, I assume you're going to keep your draft selection in Elijah Higgins, although that's not a guarantee. So that's three. And is it Hill and Connor for, for wide receiver or for tight end four? There's a lot of different ways that that can break. And the Dolphins said last year, and it's worth acknowledging this conversation because he does some of the same things just in the backfield, although he can move around a little bit. They carried a lot of tight ends last year, including a skill-specific receiving player in Mike Gusecki. So uh, I, I think the pass catchers in total, you're probably going to be destined for 10, 10 guys, maybe 11. But again, you do the math, you're looking at 10 DBs, 11 DBs, 10, 11 pass catchers. The math's going to have to math somewhere along the way. You got to be at 53. These guys at the bottom of this group are, are really, really fascinating for me for different reasons as compared to the guys at the top. We are going to talk about the offensive line to bring today's episode of Locked On. Dolphins to a close, so plan accordingly. Uh, everybody obviously loves talking about the trenches here on, on locked on the dolphins community and locked on dolphins, uh, because it's been such a sore spot. So we're going to dive in, uh, to the offensive line here and talk about potentially O line eight, O line nine, kind of acknowledging 
that roster spot might also be contingent on whether they carry nine or 10 skill guys in the passing game. So all these stories are interwoven together to find the best combination of 53. We're going to explore the offensive line side of that next year on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. So offensively, I, uh, on the offensive line, I think we can probably acknowledge the following players, assuming their availability, and Mike McDaniel has indicated that their availability will is expected sooner rather than later. All of the names on this list. Tron Armstead, projected starting left tackle. Isaiah Wynn, projected starting, at least in my book, left guard. Connor Williams, starting center. Robert Hunt, starting right guard. Austin Jackson, probably your starting right tackle. Liam Eikenberg, second round draft selection coming into year three. Dealt with some injuries last year. They signed Dan Feeney to a contract extension. That is a player with some center guard flexibility. Liam Eikenberg technically has tackle guard flexibility. So that's seven and can be your swing tackles included in that conversation. Plus Isaiah Wynn and Austin Jackson, like Robert Hunt, a lot of guard tackle flexibility. And you've got multiple centers in this two deep with uh, Dan Feeney in the mix. So that's seven. Who's not in that group? That is at least of somewhat of mild interest to us. You have Cedric Ogbwehi, veteran swing tackle. You have Robert Jones, former 2021 UDFA offensive lineman from Middle Tennessee State, who has just been a cockroach where no matter what kind, and I mean that in a complimentary way, no matter who you bring in for the competition on the offensive line, Robert Jones ends up finding his way into the starting lineup and playing. <laughs> Uh, it was the end of 2021 he did it, and then all of the investments in 2022, lo and behold, he ends up playing meaningful snaps for you again. You also have Ryan Hayes, seventh-round rookie out of University of Michigan. Kendall Lamb, another veteran swing tackle. You've almost got an entire another offensive line assembled at this point. You did Lamb at left tackle, Hayes at right at left guard. Robert Jones at right guard and Cedric Ogbwehi at right tackle, you would just need a center. You'd need a third string center and you'd have a third offensive line completely ready to go while acknowledging that you had two players in the group that we went through first, including Dan Feeney, who could snap like you would have, you, you have two full starting offensive lines uh, as combinations in a two deep that I think is going to be competitive. I don't think it's going to be a top 10 unit in the league. I also don't think it has to be a top 10 unit in the league if the balance of the offense from a play calling perspective and running the football and the responsibility of the quarterback to protect himself in protection, if all of that mesh is better, I don't think it has to be. It is the unit where the sum of the parts is more important than the sum of the individual piece or the sum as the whole is more important than the sum of the individual parts. But I don't think you're keeping a two deep and keeping 10. I think you're probably going to keep eight. If I'm being honest with all of the positional flexibility that the dolphins are boasting with again, just in the starting lineup, Liam Eikenberg, if he's a starter, he's in the top six, he can play guard and tackle. Isaiah Wynn can play guard and tackle. Connor Williams can play center and guard. Robert Hunt can play guard and tackle. Austin Jackson has played guard and tackle and Dan Feeney has played center and guard. Like you have six of your top seven offensive linemen can play and have played in the NFL more than one spot. 
you talk about getting your best combination of five guys out there and what that looks like. Like, yeah. I don't think this bodes particularly well for O-lineman nine on this group. And unlike in years past, the ninth offensive lineman is going to be a much more respectable player than what it has been in years past. I'm, again, I'm not saying it's it's fixed. But I am saying there's more competition and more depth and more intriguing players than in the perfect world you'd like to put all those guys on your roster. So who gets O-line eight? Who falls into that spot between Ryan Hayes, Cedric Ogbwehi, Robert Jones? The thing Robert Jones has going against him is I don't think he has a lot of ideal positional flexibility. I think Ryan Hayes has better positional flexibility. I do think he's a better athlete. But then you also ask yourself with the injury history of Teron Armstead, what way and Isaiah Wynn, what way do you want to go? Is it more important for you to have another swing tackle competent player who's played NFL snaps? Because if you if you do, Cedric Ogbwehi, he might be alignment eight. Again, this is another decision, and and then I I feel pretty good about your chances of stashing Ryan Hayes on the practice squad, and I think that's probably the, the likely destination for him. For me, it really comes down to Ogbwehi versus Lamb as the tackle. And then who in the top seven gives you confidence to play left tackle enough that would push Robert Jones into the eighth spot if you chose to go that way? That's kind of how the math is working in my head. And we all know I'm not a math guy, but give it the old college try. Uh, that is going to do it for this episode of Locked on Dolphins. There's a lot of storylines going to training camp. Uh, we will be watching them all very closely. I will have you covered over the next week, approximately, for training camp practices, giving you my thoughts and observations, which I'm very excited for. Obviously, uh, Dolphins football is back. Plan accordingly. Hit subscribe here on the show. Follow along. We appreciate all the everydayers who are locked in with us on a daily basis. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Make it a great rest of your Thursday. I'll talk to you all again tomorrow. Peace.